0: Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire. And this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeservice.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Good evening, everybody. The regular season is over. It all wrapped up on Saturday in Regina as the Eskimos lost a scrap with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 23-13, the final score in a game that the Eskimos both trailed and led at times. Uh, They lost this one late as Saskatchewan clinches first place in the West. The Eskimos and the rest of the CFL now turn the corner to the playoffs. They will begin on Sunday in Montreal against the Alouettes. Game, of course, you'll hear here on 6.30, Chad. 11 a.m. is start time. Countdown to kickoff gets you ready for the game beginning at 9.30 on Sunday morning from Percival Molson Stadium in Montreal. We say now good evening to Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Doing
1: great,
0: morning. Thank you. Uh, playoffs are here. Is there a different feel around the coaches' room and around the dressing room this week because of that?
1: Well, I think everybody's here. Who- excited about the opportunity that lies ahead of us. Um, You work so hard all year to get to this moment, and uh, I I, I would think everyone is genuinely excited about uh, extending our season and getting an opportunity to win a championship.
0: I preface this, of course, because you work hard all season long and you don't work any harder come playoff time, but it seems like there's just a different feeling because it is those that do-or-die game, that game with no tomorrow, and there just seems to be more of an urgency around games this time of year, correct?
1: Well, I just think, and I've said it before, if, you, if you're doing the work on a weekly basis, I don't think these games become any different. It's just a big, the magnitude of it, everyone's aware <laughs> That you lose, you go home, but that doesn't make you try any harder. It doesn't make you work any harder. You just understand that that's what makes these games great, and that's what uh, you, you're working hard for all entire year, not just the season. This is off-season work. This is everything, and you know, our whole organization has worked for this moment for us to, to be where we're at. And you know, I, you know, we want to do our best every week. So, like I said, I I don't think anyone's trying any harder. We just all understand that hey, you know, these games are are. are different just because of the fact that you are going
0: home regular season came to an end on Saturday in Regina reflect back on the regular season what kind of a season was it for you as head coach of the Eskimos this year obviously the record isn't what you want it to be but tell me about your team and that journey that you took through the regular season
1: well I mean mean, the I've said you've heard me say it all year the one of the Things we looked at last year are disappointing not making the playoffs. You know, we looked at our organization, and one thing I wanted to do was get our organization tighter, players tighter, our locker room better, um, you know, more suited to, to being an Eskimo, the Eskimo way, I guess. And I feel like we accomplished that all throughout the year. I thought our team played for each other, for the organization, for the city to represent it. Um, you know, so that was checked off really early. And then obviously making the playoffs was a big deal for us. You know, we, we wanted to work hard to do that. And it wasn't an easy road. I mean, we had injuries to deal with, uh, different games, losing streaks, um, you know, uh, injuries to players, all that stuff, guys coming back. Uh, we fought hard, though. We battled. Uh, I love the fight in our guys and, and the way they stuck together throughout everything. Um, you know, so, you know, ultimately, you know, whether you, you, you finish first, second, third or fourth and you're in the playoffs, that's what matters the most. And now it's about the journey you're about to become about to go on together. And again, I think everything we've gone through this year has prepared us for this moment. Tell me about the the
0: last two games. Was it a weird feeling for you guys the last two games because you were in that fourth position? You were locked into the crossover spot and going to Montreal. I know you did things with your roster to protect guys and, and keep them out of harm's way, especially on Saturday in Regina. Was it, Was it? I, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, was it tough to get through those final two weeks getting to where you are now?
1: Well, I'll say this. Having gone through, through last year, Going nine and nine and uh, missing the playoffs, I think we all the guys over here last year having to deal with two games at the end of the season that you know you're in the playoffs wasn't as bad. <laughs> but you know, ultimately, you know those were they were tough to get through because you've got an eye on on the playoffs as far as you know you you you're in there, uh, you can increase your position. You ultimately just you know want to get through games healthy, but you still want to win and. That was the struggle. I mean, we're all competitors, and we, we all want to win. So when you're trying to stay healthy and you're trying to move guys in and out, you know, we know every every lineup, every time we had guys on there, there were other guys that could have been playing that weren't. But ultimately, I just say it all the time. I mean, we expect guys to win games no matter who we're playing with. That's just the way our locker room's set up and our, our coaches, you know, coach. And, you know, so the hardest part was just, you know, not not going all, full out. You know, with everybody that was was capable of playing and having to rest, guys. I want to talk
0: a little bit about some performances of some guys Saturday in Regina, and we'll look ahead, of course, to the game in Montreal coming up on Sunday. But first, uh, let's discuss the news of the day today and some player signings by the Eskimos. Some familiar faces. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Jake Ceresna returns. Uh, running back Trayvon Van returns. A receiver and kick returner Jamel Smith returns. Plus offensive lineman Josiah St. John, who we know from being taken first overall on the draft in 2016, I believe, and DJ Saki uh, and uh, another O-lineman and uh, DB Keon Lynn guy with the uh, CFL experience join the team. Uh, are they here for pressing needs, or is this were these just depth moves?
1: Yeah, these are depth moves. I mean, there's there's obviously, you know, you know as the season goes on, you're always going to have, you know, guys get nicked up and bruised and all that and whatnot, and I think every team has that. So, you know, you don't know how your practices are going to go during the week, so you always want to have guys in, in the stables that are capable of playing. And, I mean, that's what's good for us, you know, to have... A guy like Jamil that we know we could put on as a returner at any moment in the playoffs, and he'd be fine. You know, Trayvon, same thing. You know, with uh, CJ being limited the last few weeks, he could come in and play running back at any point for us. So those kinds of moves are, are, are huge for us to be able to get guys are familiar with our system just in case things happen during practice or this game. Um, and we're fortunate to move on. You know, but guys like Jake Ceresna that have been in the league, been on our team. Um, you know, he, he's got a learning curve to learn our defense. So, you know, more than anything, he's going to help us to practice and, and get caught up quickly. And then just between Josiah and, and DJ Saki, I mean, ultimately, having a line depth is huge in this league. And, and to be able to provide that with our Canadian talent is, is big. Um, but again, they've got some learning to do, and then Keon Lang, I mean, Lynn, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, you're learning. A, a, he at least was with Lolly before, so he understands our defense. It's just going to be about getting more acclimated with our, our with our guys before he's quite ready. But you know, he they get, they all give us options, and that's what you want this time of year.
0: With the injuries to Christian Jones and Martez Jackson, uh, Jamil Smith's name obviously jumps off the page in that department as as a kick returner. Is
1: there any chance we see him on Sunday? Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, uh, you know, he's here for a reason, like I stated. Um, it's just a matter of whether we, we need to go that route or not. Um, but he's definitely given us that option, and that's what's huge. I mean, we all, the guys that have played with Jamil love Jamil, and, uh, you know, we know that he's more than capable of doing the job we ask him to do as a returner. And so if he ends up going in the lineup, we're all going to be uh, confident in him and excited about what he brings to the table. I uh, don't want to talk too much about Saturday because of
0: obviously the circumstances around uh, the game with the, with the roster and everything. But uh, just give me your, your quick thoughts on that game. A, a pretty gutsy performance by your club, especially when you got down early.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, that game, had we played better in the first half or the first quarter with really good field position, I think that game's a whole lot different at the end. I mean, I realize they missed field goals, but at the same time, those are longer field goals. Um, I thought our our defense, I thought everybody, I thought the the effort was tremendous. I mean, we all knew what we were going into, you know, with them fighting for first place, playing everybody but their starting quarterback. You know, we weren't playing our starting quarterback either, though. Um, And so I felt like, you know, winning that game. We were just going to give her and, and see what happens and, and fight it to the end. That's what we wanted to do. And ultimately, we knew we were going to move some guys in and out of the lineup because we wanted to rest guys too. We didn't want anybody having to play a full 60 minutes if we could afford them not to. Obviously, our rosters in the CFL are small, so it's not like you can rest everybody you want. But I thought our guys fought very hard and ultimately had a chance. I mean, you come down to the last few minutes of a game, you know, anything can happen. And obviously, they made a big play at the end uh to seal it but you know i was very proud of our our guys um of finishing the way they did and ultimately that, that, that makes you satisfied as a head coach
0: now uh, you mentioned the big play at the end that of course was the pick six by cameron judge off of troy williams who was in at quarterback uh, take me through your thought process on on giving him some playing time and why you uh, brought him into the game especially at that crucial time
1: yeah I mean it's the same thing. we just wanted to get guy's experience, and you know ultimately we were going to get him in a little earlier in the game, but we decided to get him in when we did and you know it'll be a great experience for him going forward so you know he may get get on our lineup in the playoffs, and if that happens, we want to have him have some experience just in case his thrust into action so you know those are those are huge huge learning uh plays for for troy and for all the young guys that were in there playing. Um, You know, so very rarely do you get to go into an atmosphere like that, um, going against a team that's fighting for first place and and have to perform. And, you know, obviously it wasn't our day, but ultimately, like I said, the experiences those guys had, will live with them forever, and they'll all be better because of it, and our team will be better because of it.
0: Troy Williams is a guy, uh, his indoctrination to the CFL in games has been difficult. The two games he's got a chance to participate in. He had trouble uh, punching it into the end zone his first time, the pick six this time. Quarterbacks have to be strong guys, strong-willed guys eh, to keep going after having some, some things go the wrong way for you yeah absolutely i mean that's all
1: about uh life in general i guess is you face adversity you got to be able to be strong enough will and character to move on with it and i think troy is one of those guys he continues to work hard in our meetings and you see him in practice works hard so again this is all experience and all new to him and it's not always going to be perfect and go and be roses so you know sometimes those thorns help you out more than everything anything else does so like i said i i we have all the faith in the world that troy uh, is, is going to be a great quarterback in our system and on our team. So you know, ultimately, again, it's just about getting him the reps he needs uh, to, in order to do that. Five touchdowns in the last seven games, I believe it
0: is, for Tavon Smith. He's rounded in uh, to a pretty reliable receiver right now, hasn't he?
1: No question. He's He's been tremendous. Uh, the one, one of the things I've been the most proud of him uh, has been the last few weeks is just um, – you know facing adversity with injuries and being able to play through things i mean he was coming out of the hamilton game you know he was a little chingered up and we weren't quite sure how much more he'd he'd give us and all of a sudden he's back in the lineup being able to play and play at a high level and i think he's had some of his best games as of late so uh, he's he's super talented uh he's only going to get better um he's and he's a great kid too so i mean he's really worked hard and uh fit in and very proud of him and his the year he's had and obviously it's 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 only going to get better and it's definitely you know gotten better as the year's gone on as well
0: a guy on the other side of the ball playing in his first cfl seasons had a tremendous year and that's Vontae diggs uh, got back into the lineup as a starter in that game and uh, man he was all over the place he had a tremendous game on saturday i thought against the riders
1: it's been short of uh, spectacular if you ask me throughout the year i mean for a guy a rookie to come in uh, learn a new system learn a new game uh country <laughs> teammates locker room i mean he's fit right in uh you know it's this season is long i mean i thought people don't understand i mean uh you come from college you know if you haven't gotten a lot of work in the nfl you know college is 12 to 13 games or whatever so you know he's into his with preseason games his 20th game and that's a lot of football. Uh, and play at a linebacker and special teams and all that. So he's done a tremendous job. And obviously being demoted once Santos came back, I know it's tough on a young guy, uh, particularly it's had success. You know, you, you, you feel like you need to stay in there, but he did what he needed to do as a professional, and that's be a good teammate and still continue to work hard and be ready for the next opportunity. And I felt like this game, he played at an extremely high level and performed the way we expected him to.
0: And he played in the middle too, right, which opens up a whole new dimension for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was the great thing about that is, you know, we, we know how great Larry is and uh, Larry's been a stud all year and, you know, been, been very fortunate not to have missed. I don't think any plays. So, um, but it's always nice to know that a guy could step in if if need to. And, you know, anytime you can play more than one position, you, you increase your value and your value to our team. So, you know, we try to tell guys all the time, don't be pigeonholed into one position. So, you know, the fact, that the fact that he can play a middle linebacker, will linebacker for us is, is tremendous.
0: I'm Morley Scott, along with the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, Jason Moss. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show. We're going to uh, take a break and be back with more for Jiffy Lube, Be Wise, and Winterize. More when we come back with the coach. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Where you can earn
1: a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad
0: with the coach Jason Moss for the next uh, seven or eight minutes here on 630 Chet Eskimos in Montreal for the Eastern Semifinals Sunday morning 11 a.m. kickoff. Our pregame show begins at 930 with myself and Dave Campbell from Percival Molson Stadium in Montreal. Jason, what kind of a foe are the Montreal Alouettes for you on Sunday? Oh,
1: They're tough. I mean, uh, they've been playing really good football. I mean, they're on an offense that's led by a quarterback that's very dynamic, uh, very tough to keep in the pocket. And when he's even in the pocket, he's very, very dangerous. But you know the things that he does outside of the pocket, are, you know, getting out of harm's way and making plays is as good as anybody in our league. Uh, they got a 200 monster running back that's as good as anything. Their receivers are very tough, uh, long, tall, fast. So uh, their old line's big and physical, as you'd expect with a good running game. So. You know, offensively, they present many a challenge. Um, we're going to have to definitely control the line of scrimmage, um, you know, get in the face of their receivers, you know, and make Vernon beat you from the pocket and not let him get out and hit him a lot. So that's a tall order, but that's kind of the recipe for success, I think, in any game is trying to hit the quarterback as many times as you can affect them. So uh, defensively, they're. I'll say this, the zones they run, um, they can make your make your life very very vis- very difficult at times and then other times they will give some things up but you you've got to be able to string together plays uh in order to score points they've been very opportunistic uh created turnovers they're a very good team of, of, of turnover ratios so that's one of the huge reasons i believe they've been successful this year is their turnover mark is one of the best um so you know they've got john bowman still who's i mean I believe is still playing at a very high level, linebacking core. That's very good. And then their secondaries, um, Tommy Campbell leading it. I mean, they, they've got some definitely very good players. And then special teams-wise, Boris Beattie, he actually presents some unique challenges because he's got such a strong leg Getting the ball off. You've got to make good decisions back there. Uh, he can pretty much kick it from anywhere, and, and he does a good job with that. Um, and then overall, just their special teams in general. Their they're, they're returners are probably some of them are as fast as anybody in the league. So, you know, the whole, their whole team, there's a reason they're they second in the in the East and they've won as many games as they have. Um, and the fact of the matter is, too, they're in the same boat as we are. They knew they were in the playoffs. They knew the last couple of weeks, they right where they were going to be. And so they've been preparing for us, I'm sure, as well. So, you know, they'll be prepared and ready to play. And that's a dangerous opponent, if you ask me. And I know they're... Their franchise now coming out of what they've been in, Um, it's a proud organization. Uh, We've played them many a times, being an Edmonton Eskimo, when they've been at their best. So it's exciting to to again, once again, play them in the playoffs. Um, Tough place to play at McGill. Um, So it's it's going to be one of those things where, you know, be a very very big challenge for us.
0: You mentioned their defense will give you things. Uh, obviously, to take those things, you have to read it. Uh, that kind of, I guess, plays into Trevor Harris's skill set because he's so good at at reading things and and finding the open guy who's not protected at at certain times in in ball games. Talk about that and Trevor Harris's health.
1: Yeah, I mean it, the the things that they give up. You know, I I believe the the strength of their defense is also something we we should be able to with Trevor exploit at times. But again, they're very good at, at knowing. Their weaknesses too so the things they do give up they'll still come up and make tackles and, and make you have some long drives so you know you may get some yards on them but you know they've been very good in the red zone and and not allowing you to score and convert and convert things into touchdowns so that's what's good about them um and it is a challenge uh as far as trevor trevor's you know <laughs> watching him today throw was as good as i've seen him throw in a couple months so i'm really excited about about his progress and uh, and what he's been able to do the last six weeks. So we've, there's a reason we've done everything we've done with him and rested him to get him to this point so that he can lead us in the playoffs. And today uh, was tremendous. So I'm, I'm very excited about the next couple of days, watching him practice, watching him prepare. There's no one that does it better. So it'll, it'll be exciting to, to get to watch him play.
0: All right, uh, Jason, uh, that certainly is good news on that front. Uh, thanks for your top thought. Appreciate it. Good luck this week as you get set to play the Alouettes on Sunday. Thanks a lot, Marty. Thank All right, you're. that is good night. That is Eskimos uh, head coach Jason Moss here on the Coaches Show uh, for Jiffy Lube. We'll remind you, Eskimos will be in Montreal on Sunday. They leave on Friday. They'll have their uh, walkthrough and media availability and everything else on uh, Saturday. Game time on Sunday is 11 o'clock, uh, 9.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, with myself, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott will uh, join us on the telephone as well. Uh, we'll get you set for the football game coming up on Sunday at 11 o'clock. The other game on Sunday as the playoffs get underway will be the Western Semifinal. That game will go in Calgary as the Calgary Stampeders will play host to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Western Semifinal. And Of course, waiting for the winners of these two games, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who will host the Eastern Final against either the Eskimos or the Alouettes, and uh, the Saskatchewan Roughriders, who will host the Western Final against either the Calgary Stampeders or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Playoffs are here. we got some exciting football coming our way over the next couple of weeks, culminating, of course, uh, in a couple of weeks time with the Grey Cup game in Calgary uh, for what should be a pretty good week of uh, celebration and football for the Canadian Football League. Eskimos back on the practice field tomorrow getting set for the Alouettes on Sunday. My name is Morley Scott. Thanks for joining us tonight for the Eskimos Coaches Show for Jiffy Lube, Be Wise and Winter Rise. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night, everybody.